Welcome to Conversation with H. We have another amazing, superb guest for our season two finale. Is the amazing, you know, Grizzle underscore bold Instagram and the TikTok users go follow that. Go check that out. You know, we're looking at the tens of thousands of followers. You get me? Double award-winning DIYer. You get me? She's the singing DIYer. You know why? Because she's a worship leader as well. You get me? You get me? These ones. Um, also, she's part of the female DIY collective. Not only that, she's a production specialist at ITV. She's Mrs. G to Mr. G. The singing, the superb, Miss Ziz, Jess Grizzle. I almost called you Miss Jess Grizzle, you know. <laughs> Explain to me how that would have made sense. <laughs> how are you doing? I'm good, I'm good. It's nice to be here. Excellent. Yeah. So, for those who don't know who you are, yeah. who is Jess Grizzle? Okay. Who is Jess Grizzle? First off, okay, first off, I'm a lover of Christ, number one. After that, you know, just a lot of, lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of things that come like, after that. After that, there's, yeah, there's plenty of things. I think, okay, if someone was to describe me, mm. I think my personality is loud and bubbly. And I think I'm just a go-getter. Yeah. I don't know what else to say. Like, I'm me, really. Do, I feel like, do you feel like I've given you a good enough intro? Yeah, like, like what is there of... left to say? <laughs> <laughs> what is there left to say? Okay, so what's your funniest church story? Ah, haha. Okay, funniest church. I'm not good at telling stories, but I'll do my best. Oh, you, can't, you can't start the story with that. I have to. I have to. It's a disclaimer. <laughs> no, because if the story's funny, people wouldn't have known. <laughs> now people are like, mm, yes. picking holes. <laughs> Uh, she did miss the punchline. Oh, What's going on? Okay, so you know when you okay, I'm a part, I was I'm always been a part of a choir okay. at church. So the choir, we rehearsed this beautiful song. What was the song called now? God restores. Okay. Beautiful song. Different parts, harmonies, everything. We you know we minister in in Sunday service and it's a blessing. Everyone's just like oh. Then a couple of weeks later, a few of us thought it was midweek service. Yeah. And we thought, you know what? The song. Should we do it again? Reload. Let's let's do it again. <laughs> really? It's midweek service, but let's that song is powerful. Okay. So we all get up there, we're asking minister the song. Did I'm saying? No. 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 We started it off in the wrong key. Huh? Nobody knew their parts. It was awful. It was so bad. Luckily it was midweek service, so there wasn't as many people there. Awful. So I don't understand, so were you missing some members? We were missing some members, but the, it, they're it not, just they're didn't. Not, they're it not didn't, key members, are it they? It didn't start off like it should have started off. And then from then, it was awful. Was it a cappella? It was a cappella. And nobody, nobody stopped. <laughs> like, surely you would just stop and say, do you know what, this isn't, let's just try another uh, one. We just, we just continued. Mm, we no. continued. Yeah, you just got to go through it. So at the time, it wasn't, it wasn't funny. It wasn't funny at the time. It was funny now when I look back and I think that was the most embarrassing moment of my life. But you can't reload something like that. When you've had like an A star performance, A star, especially when you minister in church <laughs> and the choir and you shut down yes. <laughs> church, you get me? Holy Ghost, Every, everyone's come down. 
You get me, just everyone? leave the song where it is. You can't go back. No. You can't really... Rec like, that was a learning curve. I don't yeah. know. You can't... And you're missing members as well. No, it was... It, it was a learning... Like, literally, that was a lesson learned. What was the lesson learned? Don't, don't try and recreate it. <laughs> try and recreate the moment. No, the moment was there for that, that purpose, that time. So, when and why did you become a Christian? <sighs> when? Okay, I was born in the church. As many, many churchgoers, I was born in the church. Yeah. So I was always in the church, always on the, on the choir. But when, I think I was baptised at 12. Okay. And I remember just making that decision and thinking, I told my granddad first and I said, I want to get baptised. And then he's like, okay. Yes. Um, yeah. Because I always believed in God. And that was the that was the moment when I thought, okay, this is this is this is my life. Mm. I love God. This is my life. Um, and obviously, that's where it began. And then you get a deeper revelation. You get a deeper experience. Um, so it went on from there. But yeah, I was twelve when I got baptized. So why did you get baptized? Just because you love God? And I'm like, yeah, I'm yeah, ready. Yeah, I love God. Really obviously, you go through life and you experience more stuff, and you're like, okay, it tests your faith and stuff. But that's when I've always loved God. Wow. I think. That, yeah, that's how it started. That's good. Yeah. Because what I tend to hear from a lot of people doing this, and just talking in general, yeah, is yeah. like, yeah, I got baptised when I was nine or 11. Then I got re-baptised when I was 18. <laughs> <laughs> that's what people tend to say. It's just like, okay, I understand. And then, I understand and then at 21. Got, and then at 21 and then, woo, 30. Woo, that was, woo, what was going on there? But I understand it because obviously yeah. you're going through different parts of life, especially yeah. from like 12 to 18. Yeah. That, that secondary school phase, yeah. so many changes are yeah, happening at that many, point. Many changes, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. that's amazing. Now, speaking of younger Jess, yeah. what did younger Jess want to be when she was older? Happy. Was it not like a career? No. It was just whatever you Jess do, you want to be happy. Jess just wanted to be happy. So, you've been smiling from back then? Yeah. <laughs> Mum tells me stories of me being little in the crib, waking up in the morning like... Just be a guest. Yeah. Start a new yeah. day. She goes, I was the happiest child she'd ever known. Mm. I just wanted to be happy for life. This is, this is it. <laughs> didn't want any drama. I didn't even know about drama. I just thought, let's just be happy. Genuinely didn't have a career in mind that I wanted to do. Okay. I liked a lot of things. Yeah. I liked to sing. I liked to draw but never had, like, I want to be this job. Really? It wasn't like... Cause you know when people are younger, like... Policewoman. Policewoman, princess. Yeah. Princess. Prince, nah, king. Yeah. I just wanted to be happy, I think, yeah. That's amazing. So what was family life like when you were younger? Ooh, OK. So I am one of three okay. siblings. But my little brother, Dexter, he wasn't born until I was 19. OK. So basically, growing up, it was me and my sister. She's three years younger than me and mum. Mm. So it was a girly household. Mm. Yeah. So was it just like... Hormones. <laughs> just flying everywhere. Just flying everywhere. <laughs> wow. That's basically it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> now, hormones flying everywhere, but just a lot of love and a yeah. lot of jokes. Okay. And just very feminine. And the reason, you know what? I think the reason I say very feminine is because I, I do compare it to my husband. Okay. Because he's got five brothers. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's a so whole we, different. So when contrast. we when me and him talk about the way that we brought up, it's like his house of masculine. That's probably why it's in my head, because no one really describes their upbringing as feminine. I hear that. But oh. now I've just realised, yeah, it just... I get what you're saying. Because especially for 19 years of your life, yeah. it was just you, your sister, yeah. essentially, and your mum. Then my brother came along. Oh, <laughs> I was like, oh my God, there's a boy. <laughs> but you was 19, you, yeah. kind, you kind of lived I could have been his mum. <laughs> I could have. Would have been early, but... <laughs> it happens. Oh. So what... <laughs> <laughs> so what principles, it, it does happen, Yeah. but what principles do you carry from early family life into now that you still kind of hold on to? Um, oh, family is important. Okay. Family is important. Um, and I think my mum always taught us to like, we're family, we're there for each other, keep in touch. But I talk to my mum all the time mm. to the point where yeah, we, I, do, I think we're just very close. And I think it's just be yourself. Definitely be yourself and love family. Mm. Mm. So when you kind of, when you were kind of going through a stage of growing up, especially kind of the, the secondary school years, did yeah. you kind of feel like you was being pulled from pillar to post in terms of like who you were? Yeah. And obviously there was a story you was telling me about you wanted to be on the roads that one time. Lady Hypes with the Z at the end. We won't go into that. Literally, I just think I went through a phase where I went through a phase where I just was not myself. Mm. And I think now I'm myself, I'm totally me. Yeah. But looking back at Teenage Jess, she was trying to be something she wasn't. Really? To fit in. Um, to fit in with friends. Mm. It just wasn't me. <laughs> I couldn't even play the part. I couldn't even play the part. I'm sorry. I'm just, no. So where do you feel where do you feel you kind of changed and kind of said, you know what, I'm just going to be me? When do you think that happened? Oh recently. Really? Yeah. When you say recently, are we talking like how recent are we talking? Because recent to some people is yeah, ten years. Probably ago. since I got married. Really? I've always been a people pleaser. Wow. Always. And I think that's to my detriment. I think if I wasn't so much of a people pleaser, I would have been myself a long time ago. Mm. I think I'm too much, yeah, too much trying to make people happy and thinking too much about what people think of me mm. all the time, which is exhausting. Yeah, yeah, of course it is. Because yeah. you can't please everyone. And try, yeah, basically trying to please everyone and you're just being pulled and pulled and pulled. Mm. Um, it's only since being married that I've kind of like come out of that. So what was it about? That, that that particular time when you got married that made you say, I'm just going to be myself. What was it? Because my husband. <laughs> was it Mr. G? <laughs> Mr. G. He's such an independent person. Okay. Like, he does not care what other people think of him. He's so confident in himself. Yeah. And I think just being with him, mm. I've learned, a, I do, I, yeah, I've learned a lot. So being don't, with him. Don't tell him. Don't. Don't tell him. Don't tell him. I have learnt a lot from him and I think being with him and being in I've just found confidence in just being me wow yeah and accepted me for me and I'm not going to be like everyone else I'm not going to please everyone not everyone's going to like me not everyone's going to like me oh that was a deep lesson oh you felt that felt that (laughs) (laughs) but that's the truth not everyone's going to like you not everyone's going to like what you do not everyone's going to like you know 
where you go in your career or whatever, what kind of jobs you go for, no. not everyone's going to like you. No. And that's just facts. And the thing is, I was always like, I wanted everyone to like me. <sighs> like, genuinely. Oh, like, looking back, like, why am I talking to you and then having to look back and reminisce? No, genuinely, I'm the kind of person, if someone didn't like me, I needed to know why. I needed. <sighs> and sometimes you don't get that answer. But you won't. Like, a lot of the time you won't because sometimes people just don't like you because people no, don't like you. I know. <laughs> yeah, it's true. And I've, I've had to learn. Like, yeah, I've had to learn. Wow. Mm. And, that's, and what's amazing about that is that your husband was, because of who he is, yeah. he pulled out yeah. who you were yeah. from being who he yeah. is. He didn't, he didn't change to, to suit anything. He was just there and just... Yeah. And then you just said, you know what, if you can be yeah. that... And then you married me. I want me. that. I want that. <laughs> I want to be that. Let me be me. Yeah, let me be me. That is crazy. Yeah, yeah. So how does Jess then get into ITV, working for ITV? Because obviously you've been there six years yeah. now. How do you get into doing that considering you didn't really, when you were younger, you didn't really know what, to, what no. you wanted to do. Um, and then you move forward a few years and then you work for ITV. What happens in that yeah. time? So that was, that was God. Really? Yeah. Because we're going to have to go way back now. Way back. Let's go back. So I remember being in school, you know, when you're doing GCSEs and you have to pick A-levels and all that. I remember doing health and social care because my mum's a social worker. Mm. I would sit down with mum and she was like, what do you want to be? And we would go through so many different careers and I didn't want to do any of them. <laughs> and I could see mum's disappointment in her face, like, what, what is, what is going to become of my daughter? <laughs> But I didn't want to do any of it. Yeah. And, and the thing is, looking back now, I am creative. Mm. And I think all the times we were talking, all the things that were coming up were like doctor, lawyer, hospital. Like kind of straight nurse, to the point. doctor, medical. No, 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 no. Um, so I, di I really didn't know because creative was just not in my mind. Anything creative, anything was just not in my mind. I was thinking career, what's going to get me paid? Do you kind of think... Sorry to cut you on that, but you kind of think the reason why the creative wasn't in your mind is because you were still trying to do the whole people-pleasing thing. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to be an academic. No, I didn't want to be an academic. I thought I had to be an academic. I thought I had to. And, yeah. I, mm, so how, how do you get into ITV then? So, um, I went through working at New Look. Mm you know, retail. retail. Thought I wanted to be a visual merchandiser. Oh, yeah, man, I can make this look beautiful. <laughs> you look at the shop and like, like <laughs> ah, if that was over there, yeah. we'd that outfit on that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that... Worked, worked in Harvester. I got tips though. Okay. Because I was that friendly. You smile. Yeah. Hi guys, what do you want? I, I was good. I carried everything. <laughs> you said you I... carried everything. Yeah, man. I was just good. I was just, <laughs> that's a skill. Don't even laugh. That is a skill. Nah, it's a skill, you know. Being able to carry all the plates is a skill. It's a skill. Um, I, I was good at that. Mm. I used to forget some orders in the beginning, but you know, got over that. It was good. Um, worked at H and M. Folded the jeans like a G. Like <laughs> that was my thing. So then, imagine I was good at what I did. Yeah. But it, it wasn't making me happy. Nothing was like really. Then my mum got an email. She was in like a mum's group. Yeah. And I'm 23 at this point, you know. So there's something about starting late. Anyway. I was 23 at this point. She mm. had an email about, oh, ITV's doing apprenticeship. Mm. So then I applied. And when I get there, everybody's young. Oh, 18. Yeah. Uh, Everyone's. 17. So I'm there thinking, oh, my God, 23. Everyone I know is graduated. Everyone I know is in their careers. And I'm, you know, I'm 
doing the vending machine and I'm bringing the post. Yeah. And I'm doing it with a smile because yeah, what else am I going to do? <laughs> Um, so that's how I started, and I remember when I started, they were saying, you know, it's an apprenticeship, it's a year, we probably won't be able to keep you on. Yeah. So I'm thinking, okay, what am I going to do next? Um, and six years later, I'm still there, yeah. No, you missed that hole. Oh, there's, there's, there's a chunk there, you okay, know. Yeah. How are you going to say, yeah, I did an apprenticeship, they said they weren't too sure they were going to keep me on. And yeah, six years later, I'm still there. What? How do you mean you missed that a whole chunk of Sorry. information? Okay, so. Because so, you try to leave us on a cliffhanger, <laughs> yep, I'm still there. You don't okay, need to know how so I started. <laughs> I started off as the apprenticeship. Yeah. The apprentice. Then I became the production coordinator. Yeah. The coordinator's assistant. So they kept you on. So they kept me up. Because <laughs> I was good. I was good at the admin. I was good. Yeah. I was good at the post. The vending machine was always full. <laughs> always. Keep the people happy, man. Um, so did that. Yeah. Then I applied for a production specialist. Okay. Which is the technical team. Applied for that and got that. And like, yeah, yeah. You see how we needed so, yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, we needed that, we needed, needed that. The, you see how we understand how we yeah. needed that part of the story? So now I'm, yeah. Hold tight, Debs. I'm a line manager from the, yeah. She kept me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if she's going to watch it, but I did. Thanks for keeping me, Debs. I appreciate it. So thank you, you, thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what would you say you've learnt most about, especially like working in ITV? What's the thing that you've learnt most about that particular type of industry? TV is lies. <laughs> no, I've learned, okay, it sound, that sounded really deep, but just, that I've learned, deep. it sounded deep. It's not that deep. Yeah. You know, filming. Exaggerating stuff. Exaggerating stuff, mm -hmm. shots, filming stuff earlier, but pretending it's like, so I'm not doing all the secrets. No, 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 people know. People know. Like, people know Easterns got filmed in July, the Christmas episode. Okay, yeah. All them kind I don't want to get in, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, just, yeah. So I've learned all the behind the scenes. Got it, yeah about TV and stuff. Has it made you want to be on screen? There was one stage. Oh, you wanted, you wanted to be, because you do obviously West Midlands and East Midlands news, yeah. it? so uh, did you ever want to be like a, a news presenter? No. Okay, Whoa. I wanted to be this. Oh, where we go? Yeah. <laughs> Guess. I'm glad that you knew. The thing is, when I saw that. North Easterly wind. <laughs> <laughs> no, there was one stage. Really? Yeah, floating why? around. There is like me practicing. Why did, why did you want to be a uh, weather woman? I don't know. I just the weather the weather present we had at the time, mm. Lucy. I just loved it. I did. And you thought? I thought I'd be good at it. Bring me to the team, guys. Yeah, a little bit. As soon as someone sees that, yeah. I'm like... But yeah, yeah. I I just thought yeah. Hi, it's Jess. <laughs> Here's your weather for today. Here's your weather for today. Birmingham is going to be cold. Yeah. And everyone else is going to be cold. See you guys tomorrow. I thought that could, <laughs> I thought that could be me. So what changed? That changed because I remember being back then and thinking, how is a black girl... I'm going deep now. How is a black girl going to be on screen? Because I was going natural at the time, so mm. I wasn't having any weaves anymore. I was going, I wanted throws. How am I going to be on there with a the fur? You thought that deeply into it? Mm. Is that something because you hadn't seen black women like that? I hadn't seen black women like that. Number two, there was talk in the office um, about appearance of on-screen presenters. No one's ever said to me, black girls can't do it. 
Got you. Making that very clear. No one's ever said that to me. But I could see that some people had to take out hair extensions. Like, Caucasian people had to take out hair extensions. Really? Someone had to kind of fix up her hair. And these weren't black people, but I'm thinking, if you're going to tell... Them this. You know, to take out her hair extensions, or this person has to straighten her hair. What? what what's happening with me and my twist out? Like, how, how is that going to work? So no one actually said that to me. But you heard but the conversations. But then I heard that and I thought, let's just stop that right there. But in terms of you being a black woman in that kind of environment, yeah. do you feel, do you have to do a bit more because of your skin colour? Or do you kind of feel like everyone, from what you've seen, everyone's kind of like same same level? I'll be honest. I think ITV is a broadcaster is very inclusive. Mm. I've never felt, um, apart from that, but it wasn't because someone told me anything. It's just because you... Yeah, it's because... And then you thought... Yeah, in my head, I'm thinking, how is that going to work? Am I really going to have to weave my hair? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Am yeah. I going to have to press it every minute? Got yeah. If someone says, oh, can you do it now? And yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It was all of that. Um, but yeah, I've never felt like I'm having to do more, but that's... that's um, testament to ITV as a broadcaster. Mm. I, I couldn't say that about the whole of the media industry. But from where you are, you're just like, listen, yeah. I I don't feel that in terms of what you yeah. do. Okay. So, we'll get onto this in a minute. Yeah. In terms of your social media influencing. Yeah. That. But how do you balance work, marriage, social media influencer and life? I don't know. I don't know. It's <laughs> it's it's a lot. Mm. It's a lot. But I think when you love something, it doesn't cripple you. Mm. So there's time. There's time. And you just prioritise. You prioritise what means a lot to you. Mm. Yeah. What tips would you give to someone who's trying to do the same? Invest your time maybe invest money mm. <laughs> but just <laughs> invest if you're passionate about something mm. it's going to have fruit mm. but it needs to start with passion it needs to start there so basically don't start something that you do it you just because you've seen it. someone else do it. you think oh yeah i want to get those accolades yeah. i want to get those results i want to yeah. have those sponsorships and x y and z yeah. don't just do it because of that do it because yeah. you're passionate about what you yeah and as believers, mm. make sure God is at the centre of everything. Mm. Because it's easy to just go and run and try something. But to try and run with something and God is not there, mm. that's that's tricky ground. No, I hear that. Yeah. How important is it in terms of, like, with your partner being Mr G? Yeah. How important is it to have the right partner when you're trying to do something like this in it's terms of important. balance? It's very important. Because you need support mm. um and marriage like even going into marriage before you even have any dreams before you it's important to make that decision make that choice the right one it is so how did you and mr g meet <laughs> <laughs> see this rat just, just i felt this so i just thought yeah, you get me how did we meet okay so me and mr g we grew up in the same church okay so there's like a video floating around of us two at five years old. Was I holding hands? No. <laughs> <laughs> what, what is it? I'm a church girl. Stop it. No. 
Okay, we're on the junior choir. Okay. It's the Sunday school program. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I'm in a pink, <laughs> pink, I'm in a pink dress, you know, like, mm. as I do. And then he's like, he's shorter than me because boys shoot up later. Yeah. But we're on the front row, the whole junior choir is there and we're, like, his clap is more like, hold on. Wait, no, I'm not even. <laughs> this is it. It's more like that, and then I'm like, yeah, that's how we. That's how we didn't talk to each other then. Okay. But that's how <laughs> we were. We were just in the, the same class. church. It was the class. Bless you. No, he did. It does a solid. Yeah. Solid. <laughs> um. Yeah, it was fourteen. Okay. Because that's when they started a thing called Youthinity. Mm. Was it Youthinity? Yeah, it was the youth club. So we would go on a Tuesday, was it a Wednesday or a Tuesday? Wednesday. And everyone would just chill. And that was the first time the girls and the boys spoke to each other. Yeah. As friends. Mm. Mm. The reason why I ask when, how do you guys meet yeah. is because we talk about the importance of having a partner and, yeah. and stuff like that. Um, however, where you meet certain people sometimes you don't even realise that person's there. So yeah. like for you, you met him in church, yeah. probably not really thinking at that point, no. this is going to be my husband. No, we were, fr- we, were, we were good friends. We were really good friends for years before. So you established that friendship. Yeah, yeah we were friends. That's the key, people. Yeah. That friendship. Friendship, vibe. start with friends. End of marriage. See how I feel married. No, I love doing that, you know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it was friendship. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, in terms of the whole Grizzler Bolt, which you're going to come to now. Yeah. Was he the DIYer? Or was you like, oh, my husband's gone to work, or my husband's out, let's just take up the floor in here? How did that even even start Um, doing that? I've always been one to do, like, with my hands, make something. Is that because of yeah, the household that you grew up in as well? Would you say it's down to yeah, that? Yeah-ish. Okay. I think it's from my nan. Okay. My nan would sew, knit, crochet. She would take stones from the garden, paint them. Everything. Everything. Nan would do all of that. And I think I take, and then my auntie, my mum's sister, mm. she sews, knits, you know, all of that. Yeah. And I think it just kind of, and it got to me. So out of my generation, I'm the one that kind of does all that stuff. Likes the yeah, hands on. So then, what made you start Grizzle underscore abode? The house renovation. Okay. So we bought our first house. Yeah. And decided to knock down a wall. Okay. We didn't plan that when we moved in. Okay. Like we bought it, thought it like oh we could just change the walls, get carpet. Then we got in, and I think it was his dad. You know, his dad was like yeah. Just knock down the wall between here and here, and, and I'm looking at, I'm looking at him. Between I'm, here and I'm looking at my husband. I'm thinking, what we, what's happening? What is happening? I just bought this house. I want it to stay pretty. <laughs> but then I'm glad we did it because okay. it opened up the space. So I just wanted all my pictures in one place. Yeah. So that when someone's like, oh, how's the house going? I can be like, just look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's how it started. Just like that. That was it. And that's how you just thought, oh, so what made you, so that's what made you start the Instagram and yeah. just be like, oh, here goes. That was literally it. And I thought, let's have pictures in one place. So you started it. Yep. You grew it. Yep. You've only been doing it for less than two years at this point. Yeah. As what we're talking, which yeah. is December 2020. Yep, 2020. Did it 
has it achieved what you expected it to do so far or or is it gone far past i didn't even know it was (laughs) i did not know instagram was what it is and i've learned a lot in the last couple of months about instagram Mm. i just thought people put pictures up that was that's all i thought i did not know about influencing uh, in social media influencing didn't but like you might think that i didn't but like you're on, you're on like twenty thousand plus followers i know like how did that happen in less than two years don't know how did that happen <laughs> what do you mean you don't know i really it's like i have learned so much especially since lockdown i've learned so much about the social media influencer world Mm. I didn't know I did not know and I'm learning a lot about how it works the behind the scenes I didn't even know content creation was a thing but the craziest thing is you're not learning when you're on 400 followers no you're learning on 20,000 plus followers yeah on your yeah not even including the female DIY collective you're learning on the job yeah at a very, you're at a very good level whilst yeah. learning on the job. Yeah, people would assume that you, you got it all that together. I'm, like I'm, like I'm strategising. Get me? No. Boards and that. Like, okay. Yeah, that's what I mean. Twenty twenty first of December, no. Christmas coming up. Let me just post this. And I just like pictures, and then I let more that you know, try and get more followers and yeah. Okay. And then I started being in my stories and being on my feed, and I thought, ah. Oh, People like to, to, to message me. But you're award winning. Now. In less than two years. Now. Think about that. Please. When I started. When you started what? It was just pictures of my house. And then because we were renovating, there was only so many rooms we had that were finished. So what was the turning point in terms of now people are, you can see, oh, the followers have just gone. I think me being on there. Okay. And people DMing me and people interacting with me mm. and I I do really well in, in like messaging Engage. back engaging with people because that's important if someone takes the time out to DM me I want to make effort to to contact them eventually you know it's hard because there's a you know it's, it, it's hard sometimes sometimes I, you know I just do a like but at least that's showing like <laughs> I've acknowledged that yeah but that's always going to happen the further you get yeah. the more I do worry about that why if it gets bigger, just lose. I don't want it to lose that kind of the essence of what the you essence could. of mm. Grizzle Bold at the moment. Because mm. I love the people that I interact with, mm. and I think I do care about them. Really? Yeah. Each and every single one. Yeah, and I think it's more than the pictures that you see. It's more than the videos that you see. It's more than the pretty stuff. It's more than the pink. It's more than that. The DMs, the people that I interact with. Sometimes I'm having deep conversations with them. Mm. It's it's more to me than just pictures. Do you feel like you've made... Because this is how I feel, but I'm going to ask you the question. Okay. I feel like you've made such a big impression on especially ladies yeah. with what you do from a DIY perspective. You're not the only one. But this is a massive thing to me yeah. to see someone especially black a woman yeah. doing diy 
and doing it to the point where you're able to help others. Because yeah. people don't just look at and say, oh, it's a woman doing DIY. Oh, she's, yeah. she's messed this up. She's done this. She's done that. Da, da, da. People are going to have their opinions, but yeah. it is what it is. But I look at it like you're trying to produce excellence in your house. Yeah. You're bringing people into your house. Yeah. You're a black woman doing DIY. Yeah. On Instagram. Yeah. With 20,000 followers. Yeah. Like, isn't that like crazy? It is, because I didn't know. I didn't know Grizzleba would get to this stage. And I love when I've done something in the house and someone's thought, oh my God, I'm going to do that. Or I'm inspired to do that. Or I've used the tool. Oh, I need that tool. Mm. Like when women pick up power tools, that just excites me. When I- women do things in their own home, their own domain, their safe space, their sanctuary, and can look at it and be like, I did that. That excites me. That's what I'm passionate about. Love that. And that's what I mean. I feel like you've changed lives more than just you, tools, yeah. and what you're doing in your house. You've brought people in to, to essentially they, a safe, spl- safe space. Yeah. And to know they can do it. That's all it takes. DIY and house renovations, it is male... What's the word? Dominated. Yeah. Market. Yeah, it's male, yeah, male-dominated market. Women need to know you don't have to wait for that tradesman to come. Mm. Obviously, there's certain things like I'm not telling you to do your electrics and plumbing. Well, maybe plumbing, but electrics, just leave that to the electrician. Like, don't. It's a bit tricky. Yeah. Um, but there's certain things that people can do for themselves. Mm. You don't have to wait. Some people are waiting for months for hoping for someone to do something when they can just be like, you know what, I'll try it myself and save some money doing it. And sometimes what is, what looks like a big job yeah. isn't that big of Learning a job. skills and then you don't have to ask anybody ever again. How great is that? It's amazing. As I said, I think it's great what you're doing. You're, you're empowering and inspiring a lot of, not just women, but especially like there's going to be younger girls who yeah. see you and they're going to grow up seeing you grow and be like, okay, when I hit 12, I'm just going to start picking up the floor in my room and change yeah. the carpet or something yeah. like that. Parent, parental permission. Parental permission, like obviously. At 12, at 12 <laughs> don't. <laughs> I'm not telling any 12 year old to take up the floor in your parents' house because, <laughs> and don't tell them Mrs. G made you do it because. <laughs> don't say that. Please don't. <laughs> but in terms of inspiring them to kind of do little things around yes. the house, like that, this is what it feels like he's yeah. doing. And it, it feels like to me, especially when Especially when I see someone who's of a certain colour where it's not dominated by that colour of person, to see you be a black woman in that space is going to inspire a lot of black girls. Yeah. And I just think it's amazing to yeah. me. So I just thought I should yeah. let you know that I think what you're doing is 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 far beyond what yeah. what what you can see, and it's going to go so far when you hit that hundred thousand. Yeah. You get me with the balloons and that. You get me do the cool real and that. You get me. <laughs> Do you know how hard it is to think of real ideas? You do well, though. Sometimes just like, how can I do another transition? Like, yeah, it's, but yeah. And there's so many, there are so many women achieving amazing things on Instagram. And I love to see it. We're all just there doing our thing, trying to make, you know, inspire, encourage. Yeah, I love it, I love it, I love it. So in all that you do, was there ever a time where you said to God, yo, listen, 
what I'm going through right now. I don't know if I'm coming out the other side cool, good, whatever. Like, I don't know if I'm going to come out the other side. Was there ever a time in life that that happened? And how did you kind of overcome that? Yeah. There have been times hmm. where I thought, no more. Um, but I think having faith is one of the, the best things, one of the most important things you can have. Mm. Especially when things are difficult, if you have nothing to lean on, if you have, and if you have no experience of God and how he can move in your life, mm. what, you know, you need that experience so then when something happens, you can say, he came through then, he can come through now. Mm. And I think when you have that, no matter how, it, like, it can get difficult, it can get like really on the edge, mm. you're thinking, mm -mm -mm. but I think having that knowledge that he will come through, like can get, can, yeah, it can get you through. Mm. So yeah. with Grizzler Bold, has there any been a time in that where you thought, you know what, I just can't, or, or do you? Yeah, I think there was a moment where it all got too much. Okay. The comments got too much. Got it, yeah. And I think I don't get many negative comments, you know. Okay. It's not, but some, like, I think it was a period of time where it was just, there were a lot of opinions. And you know me, I've said I was a people pleaser. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, it's hard. It's yeah, hard yeah, to yeah, yeah. keep smiling. And you like, and yeah, all the negative comments. And I think I got a message from someone I knew that was a bit harsh, and they were basically telling me to like stop messing about and from someone you knew. I, it it came like they. I'm sure they meant it well, but it was so. I think that was the last straw for me. So I got a message from someone I knew, and I thought, nah, I, this life isn't for me. This whole social media because you have to expect it. You yeah. have to expect it. You cannot go into this, even though I didn't go into it for this. Yeah. But you cannot have a presence and a platform like I do with Grizzle Abode and not expect people to DM yeah. and not expect people to have opinion. They will. And that's what I love about it because not everything is church, but everything is for a lesson. Mm -hmm. And God needed to teach me, you need to stop thinking about what people think and caring about what people think. You need to think about what I think. Mm. What am I thinking about you? Because, yeah, you can't be trapped. You'll be bound. And having this and having people DM me some stuff and me having to be like, God bless you. And not be like, okay, what can I do to, to make it different? Or what, wow. what if I do this, can, well, you know, in the beginning, I'd be like, okay, I'm so sorry. Oh. And then I'm like, why am I sorry? Why am I sorry? I've not done anything to offend anybody. I've not done any, anything to hurt anybody. Mm. I'm, not, I'm being me, 100% me. If someone has a problem with that, that's absolutely fine. Mm. But I'm trying to be me the way that God called me to be. He created me to be. Some people will not like that. Mm. And that's a lesson that's taken years for me to learn. But now I'm at the stage where this is me. I can't, I'm not changing for anybody. Mm. Just trying to throw up a smile at the edge, you know, just... No, but sit, like, this is me. 
Yeah. Yeah. Now that sounds like it's just been the lesson that yeah. that you, you, every stage that you hit, you you can only be you. Yeah. You can't be yeah. the people pleaser. You can only be you. Yeah. But on the flip side of that, my my desire is to make sure that I represent Jesus correctly. And every day that's my like, ah. Mm. Because the thought of represent, like imagine having a platform and now I've got how many, like thousand followers. Imagine doing something that, that God is not pleased with. Mm. Oh, and I've said all this time that I serve him, I said all this time that I love him. And then for me to do something to disrespect him or to put his name through the mud. Mm. That's my everyday, like, whatever I do, the glory belongs to him. I've even had people say, um, how are you gonna say, how are you gonna give all the glory to God? You keep saying, oh, it's God that did this, but you, you need to know that you're amazing. You need to know that. And the thing is, I'm amazing because God is with me. Do you know what I mean? So then that was like, oh, but I can never forget who I serve. Mm and who created me to be who I am. Because the moment that happens, nah. So that's my everyday, just like, I need to represent you right. What's the one thing you've learned from church that keeps you grounded every day? <laughs> the one thing I've learned from church, okay. Obviously, there's teachings. There's Bible study. So I've learned, but I think something that I've learned that they've not necessarily taught me, mm. but just my experiences of being in church is how, mm, how to and how not to treat people mm. without going too deep and <sighs> without going controversial. But that's something I've learned is that everyone is a soul. Everyone is a soul. You, you can't, yeah, treat everyone the way that Jesus would treat that person. He loves us all. You can't say come as you are, and then you can't come as you are. Like, <laughs> are you, how you, how you, like people are gonna come to the door and, sorry, you can't, you can't come no. in, sorry. Yeah. So that's something that- That sticks with, even though you did it. That sticks with me. Like you, you, we're in and around church life enough yeah. to say, okay, I've learned that. Yeah. And that's not to say that everybody thinks that way, but it's just being, I've been in, like, I'm 29. Mm. I've been in church my whole life. There are many things I've learned. There's so many amazing things I've learned. But that's one thing that has stuck with me is the treatment of other people. Mm. The treatment of people. Yeah. Just love, man. Where's the... Where's the love? Where's the grace? Where's the grace? Where's the mercy? Where's the welcoming? Where's the, you're loved? Where's yeah. the, you're worth it? Because we were all worth Christ's sacrifice. Still don't uh, stop it. <laughs> uh, we're God. all worth it. Yeah. And sometimes I just see the way that people talk to each other, the way that people deal with, with, with each other. It breaks my heart, you know, and if it can break my heart, my little human heart, just think, man, how God must feel. 
the way that we, we treat one another. And I'm not saying that, you know, the people, the, there's not people that annoy me. There are people that annoy me. Well, you got, but you treat I'm trying same. my hardest, man. To just express that love, that, that love that God has for us. What's your plans for the next 12 months? Ooh. Plans for the next 12 months? Just continue to be me and to progress. Mm -hmm. um, and just see, like, it's not like I have a vision. Oh, this is what I need to be doing. Oh, that's what I need to be doing. I'm not going to, yeah. I'm not going to say that God told me you need to. Um, but there's certain things that I just want to progress. I want to see where this goes. Mm -hmm. I want to go wherever I need to go. I want to be wherever I need to be and take Jesus with me. That, that's literally it, actually. That's good. Wherever I go, just, you know. Hey, Jesus, come on, man. Come on. <laughs> oh, you already did it? Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry, you're ahead of me. Sorry, you're ahead of me. I'm following your footsteps. Yeah, let's flip, let's flip that. <laughs> About come and follow me. That's you pushing me. That's not what the word says. <laughs> nah, but I get it. Yeah, go where. Now, can we cut that out? Can we? <laughs> nah, because I get it. You know what it is. Go where he has, where his footprints are leading me. Well, yeah, you got to remember, Jesus is pushing you, but he's already there. <laughs> he's all around. Uh, he's see? pushing see me see to you, follow him. You, yeah, I like that. Yeah. See, ah. I'll try to remix it for you. You get me. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Last question. Yeah. What encouragement would you give to yourself with where you're at in life now? Oh. Um, make sure you continue to be you. Because the thing is, when I've noticed that with social media, people, like, people can change. Mm. I don't want to change. I don't want it to get like, bigger and then I'm not me anymore. So my encouragement to myself would be, Continue to be you, continue to glorify God in what you do, and don't become somebody else, don't become anything else. Mm. I don't, that would be horrible. I don't want to look back in 10 years and be like, oh, do you remember Jess? Back then. And she was wow. all like, oh. And now look at her, she's like, a shadow of her former self. No, no. I'd rather just stop right here. I would. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Jess, thank you very much. Thank you. I really appreciate it. This has been an excellent. I really enjoyed this episode. I like, was nervous, you know. Why you keep telling people all the things, man? Just, just leave. Um, this Whist is me. I haven't even done the outro yet. You try to tell the people. The t I'm doing like yay. Nah, you being you, be you. If you're not that, I'm just, yeah, not, <laughs> That's cool. But this is. I really enjoyed this. Yeah. I really do. No, I've, thanks for this. Thanks for the opportunity to let me talk, innit? Get me. Oh, this is the conversation with H with the amazing, superb, supreme Jess Grizzle. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys for tuning in. <laughs> this is the season two finale. We'll have more content for you coming very, very soon.